a very good day to you. My name is Apostle Timmy Evans, the Senior Pastor of Grace Grand Christian Center, Accra, Ghana. You have come to the hub of spiritual upliftment, where your spirit and your soul will be lifted with undiluted word of God and spirit-filled worship. Continue to listen to enjoy today's episode. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for the privilege and the grace you have given unto us to see yet another new day. This is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit of God, we humble ourselves, bring ourselves before you, and we declare that your favor and your mercy will be released upon us in the precious name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and begin to appreciate the name of the Lord. Say, Lord, we thank you for your mercy, for your kindness, and for your favor, for the love that you have bestowed upon us, for the grace that we have received through the power of thy presence in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Appreciate the Lord. Say, Lord, I thank you for the power and the grace that you have poured out on me, for the love that you are showing me, and for the blessing that you are pouring powerfully upon me. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Declare with me. Say, My Father, let me fully comprehend your love for me let me fully comprehend your love for me take my eyes away from all my pains and let my eyes be focused on you take my eyes away from all my limitations lord and let my eyes be focused on you declare 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 My Father, my God, deliver me from every lie of Satan that is constantly bombarding my soul. That is constantly bombarding my soul. All the lies of Satan. Lies about how powerless I am. Lies about how low I have descended. Lie about the inability of God to answer my prayers. Father, get rid of this lie from my soul. In the mighty name of Jesus, I have come to the place of truth. I put on the garment of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is my truth. He is my strength. Declare, say, I receive the fullness of grace. I receive the fullness of grace and mercy that the death of Christ has given me. The fullness of grace and mercy that the death of Christ has bestowed upon me, I receive it all. I declare that all the powers of the enemy that are weakening my spiritual strength shall be dismantled, shall be frustrated in the mighty name of Jesus. I begin to plead the blood of Jesus to purge and cleanse me of the power of sin and worldliness, to purge and cleanse me from every spirit of weaknesses, 
from every spirit of weakness in the mighty name of Jesus. Say, in the name of Jesus, I command that the name of Jesus will begin to work wonders in my life. Father, let the name of Jesus begin to work wonders in my life. Let the name of Jesus begin to work wonders in my home. Let the name of Jesus begin to work wonders in my family. Let the name of Jesus begin to work wonder in my ministry, work wonder in my business. In the mighty name of Jesus, by the power in the name of Jesus, I frustrate every unseen works of the enemy in my life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lastly, you are going to declare every evil sound that the enemy is making to distract my helpers i silence them in the mighty name of jesus i silence them in the mighty name of jesus i silence any demonic sound that is being made from the pit of hell to distract my helpers be silenced in the mighty name of jesus christ declare it Begin to plead the blood of Jesus upon yourself. Say, I plead the blood of Jesus upon my life. I begin to declare that the Lord will glorify himself in every area of my life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The Lord will glorify himself in my life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Heaven will open over me. The blessing of God will pour upon me. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. We continue in our series on prayers. Yesterday, I asked some few questions, which, if we are, if we are able to provide personal answers to those questions, we will know if we have been engaging in effective prayers or not. It is the will of God and it is the desire of God that everything that his children comes before him to ask, that they receive all that they ask. It is not because God doesn't want to answer our prayers, that is why we are not receiving answers to our prayers, but the Bible made us understand how many times we have been praying amiss. We pray amiss. When we go to the book of James chapter 4, the book of James chapter 4, verse 3, the apostle of God, those who have been with Christ, they understood how prayer is because they have witnessed first-hand manifestation of the prayer of our Lord Jesus Christ. They were there with him. They knew his style of prayer. They understood his mindsets. They knew that Christ always pray out of positive motives. And then they shared their own experience. James was very close to Christ. Now, this is what Apostle James said, James chapter 4, verse 3. He said, You ask and you do not receive 
because you ask with wrong motives. In fact, the Bible expressly said it so that it won't be as if all the teachings I have been teaching concerning motives and prayers are cooked up by myself. It is in the scriptures. You ask because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. So that you may spend it on your pleasures. Now, the book of Judges chapter 10 verse 14 is a go and cry out to the gods which you have chosen. Let them deliver you in the time of your distress. This is God through his servant speaking to the people who have deserted the living God and they are pursuing idols. When affliction came upon them, they ran to God and their requests were rejected. We pray amiss because we run after things that God did not allow us, that God did not endorse for us. So the key place I will be laying emphasis on today is the book of James chapter 4 verse 3 where the apostle expressly said the reason why we are not receiving answers to our prayers is because of our motives. Most times we pray to satisfy ourselves and by God's grace I was able to explain deeply yesterday some of I gave some example of how many of us have wrong motives when we come to a place of prayer. We are praying, majority of our prayers is centered on self-interest. Centered on self-interest. That is why we are not receiving any answer. We sow seed based on self-interest. Whatever it is that we do, we do it based on self-interest because we want our need our want satisfied. There is no place in the Bible that the Bible expressly said that God is going to grant everything that we want. But there is a place in the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 where the, the apostle emphasized that God is able to provide all our needs. So in order for you to be able to have effectiveness in your prayer life or resourceful prayer life there is also need for you to understand what your needs are exactly what do you need how do you understand your needs without knowing your purpose understanding your purpose will give you access to your immediate needs once you know that okay this is what the lord is calling me to do this is what the lord wants me to achieve this is what the lord wants me to do you will be able to discover the things that you need in fulfilling those divine mandate in your life and then it is those needs that we take to God to ask him to provide them to, to provide them for us and as soon as we ask him those needs are provided by him raising other people to come into our aid it's not as if God is not powerful enough to grant all the things that we want but most of the things we want we want to consume them on self-gratification. Now, the next question I am going to ask in this series is whenever you receive answer to your prayer, 
Will it be possible for you to subject the flesh and keep your spirit alive even when the prayers has been answered? This was the last point I gave yesterday. Whatever it is we are praying for, with the answer to the prayer, lead us deeper into the flesh or we'll be able to control our flesh and allow the Spirit of God to take over our life. These questions are very, very important if we must receive answer to our prayers because they are like something for you to check yourself. When I'm going to a place of prayer, this thing I'm going to ask for, when I receive it, will it help me to draw closer to God? Will it increase my level of spirituality and growth with God? Or will it help me to go deeper into the realms of the flesh? Many of us, even at the time of the prayer, we fail. Because while you are praying, you are not actually praying. You are complaining. As you are praying, in your heart of heart, you already assume that what you are asking, that God is not going to do it for you. You already assume that in your heart of heart, in your subconsciousness. Maybe based on your previous experiences, with prayers the fact is that the farmer does not know which seed will produce the best harvest he goes into the farm plant his seeds by faith and at the time of harvest he goes and harvests the ones who produce enough harvest the bible says we should pray without ceasing so in praying without ceasing we need to understand that if there is any outer of doubt or murmuring in your heart even if you spend 20 hours praying that prayer you have just wasted your time because god is too principled to tolerate doubt if you must come to god you must come to him with faith with positive attitude that is what the bible teaches us so, if I receive the answer to my prayers, am I going to grow spiritually? Or am I going to begin to satisfy the desire of my flesh? Number six question. Would you proceed to a deeper relationship with God? Or is it that you just want an answer to your prayers to go use it to gratify yourself? Many of us, we treat God like Father Christmas, as I've earlier said, we come to him during Christmas, we collect the gift, we go away, we wait for another one year, come back to him, collect the Christmas gift, we go away, we go again after one year, collect another Christmas gift, and then we go away. If God can see that in your heart of heart, you are treating him like the Father Christmas, at some point, mercy will stop working. That's one fact I want you to understand. You can't treat God as if he's just a doctor. Will you go to the to him in the hospital? He gives you injection. When you have okay, they discharge you, then you return back home. It's not a business for him, it is a relationship for him. God wants to have a relationship with you. So when you go to God to ask him anything, if in your heart of heart, you are not interested in relationship. Just believe me. 
you may not be able to receive anything from God or you may receive and the blessing will not last. Would you support the work of God? For example, if you are praying majorly for financial breakthrough, it is usually easy to pray and disturb your pastors to pray and fast with you when you are in financial needs. But when God finally answers you, it becomes very difficult for most people to even be faithful in supporting that pastor or even that church. Whereas because of fear, if you go to an herbalist, you will carry out to the letter everything the herbalist demands from you. So why is it difficult for you to help a pastor who helps you when you are in spiritual need? when they are also in need. Why is it difficult for people whenever a pastor who has been supporting them spiritually comes to them to, to ask them for support? Then you go behind and be barbiting and be talking trash about the pastor. Why? Is it not that the devil is working on people? I will agree with you that are pastors who will overdo it who will come and be bugging you every day, who will be disturbing you, even money for pure water, money for sponge, money for this, they want you to handle everything for them. No, that's what I'm talking about. There are times that true men of God are truly in need. There are so many pastors today that are dealing with depression because they are in need and they can see their church member flaunting wealth. They can see their church member doing things they don't have a place to stay. They don't have food to eat in their house. They will, they will, they will not ask you. So when they, when they finally summon courage to ask, then you disgrace them. Whereas when an abalist calls you and tell you, I want you to buy me a car. I want you to build me a house. You will run and go and get whatever you want because you are afraid that it's going to kill you. You are afraid that his demon is going to come after you. Who do you serve more? God or the devil? So when we are coming to a place of prayer, we need to also understand that there are also people who are in need that we also need to extend the hands of fellowship to. That person may not even be a pastor. That person who is your prayer partner, who stands by you, in time of your need, in time of your problem, when God finally answers your prayers, it is important for you to remember them. They are not begging you for anything. Because they are also in need. They put their own needs aside. They pay attention to you. They listen to you. They guide you. They put their own problem aside. They listen to you. When God answers your prayers, God wants you to also become a source of joy a source of solution to their own problem too. It's as simple as that. The Bible says that he will shut the door of his ear to the cry of the needy. He will cry and nobody will hear him. It's the word of God. So when we are talking about coming to a place of prayer, we need to understand that whenever God answers us, we also need to learn to give back. Give back to the society. Give back to the people who stands by you? When you were nobody that all you had in your house is just Gary, you don't even have sugar. There is a neighbor 
who gives you sugar? There is a neighbor who gives you granite. Finally, now God has answered your prayer. You have bought a car. The same neighbor who were giving you gari, who were giving you sugar, who were giving you granite, when you are driving, you don't even stop to wave at them. You splash water on them and you consider them as bothering you. Season comes, season goes. When you are in a season of abundance, be nice to the people around you. So that when other season comes, you have enough support system. You have people that will support you because when it was okay for you, you were also a support system for them. It's as simple as that. God works with principles. It is my prayer that this series will open our eyes to understand and know exactly how we need to behave when we come to a place of prayer. I bless you with the blessing of Abraham, with the blessing of Isaac, the blessing of Israel. In Jesus' mighty name. I believe you've been blessed by today's message. Please share to bless your family and friends. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at at underscore Evers. God bless you. Thank you.